0: Are you ready to become toxic person proof? Hey guys, Sarah K Ramsey here to help you find love and success after a toxic relationship so you can design a life you're actually excited about living. Hello This is Sarah and I'm here with Laura Martin. We're talking (laughs) IBS, gut health, anxiety, which is kind of a funny, like it could be like a kind of like a poop talk, like, you know, we're scooping into the poop a bit. Um, But IBS is actually really serious, right? And it's definitely something I struggled with in the height of my anxiety and not dealing with the things in my life and trying to think like, oh. Well, there's not really a problem. Everything's fine. Everything's wonderful. And my body was telling me otherwise. So, hello, Laura. How are you?
1: (laughs) Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. So,
0: you can give a better explanation to people for what you do than I did. people
1: what you do. Yeah. So I run a luxury gut healing brand that mm-hmm. focuses on the gut brain connection because after years of struggling with IBS, it was like, what the heck is going on with my body? Like, why can't I poop? I'm eating normally also like, I'm not going to eat low FODMAP for the rest of my life. So there's got to be another way. And I found my way through the gut brain connection and metabolic restoration. And I was like, Oh, you can heal from this. This is cool. <laughs> so
0: people call our gut, our second brain, right? Um, What do you as an expert in this know that most of us don't in regard
1: to health? Yeah. So, I mean, it's for two reasons. So one of them being it runs entirely on its own through this thing called the enteric nervous system. So, or you don't have to tell your lungs to breathe, your food to digest, your heart to beat, any of that stuff. It runs entirely on its own, which is one of the reasons it's called the second brain. The other reason is because it has over 40 neurotransmitters, which is as many as your brain. And so it has serotonin. It has... Okay. okay. So our gut has as many neurotransmitters as our brain. Because
0: I don't want to see anyone to skip over that piece of information because that is a really important piece of information.
1: Yeah. and But the, see then it becomes this whole thing where people now you look on like Instagram and they love to use it as like a marketing thing they're like 90% of your serotonin is housed in your gut and they make it seem like what you're eating goes straight to your brain that's not how it works the serotonin it, there has to be something that breaks the blood brain barrier which is why you eat certain foods but the serotonin in your gut controls like the stress levels in your gut so like is it like crunching and like making things move through it you know or not and so it's this confusion where people are like no what you eat impacts your mental health because of your blood sugar levels. That's how that works. And then that stimulates the vagus nervous system. And that's how the communication starts. It's not like, Oh, you eat tryptophan and it sets off the serotonin. Like, I wish it was like that, but that's yeah. not how it is. It, it goes a lot more deeper than that. And because gut health is so new that nowadays everyone's trying to jump on the train and try and make it super sexy, that there's just too much information out there and too much misinformation, good intention, but not the right information when it comes to that. Um, Um, But the serotonin and the norepinephrine and the GABA and the things that keep us calm, they are housed in our gut and they help to balance our blood sugar levels, but they're not necessarily in connection with our brain. It's like this whole kind of like loop to loop that you have to kind of get through.
0: So my question and what I find interesting, so most antidepressants, well, I won't say most because I don't know that, but like SSRIs, which are common antidepressants, are about um, increasing the, I don't want to speak about things too much that I don't know about, but increasing the relationship between serotonin and, and our neurotransmitters, right? And how strengthening that relationship. So do you think that most people need to actually work on their gut health to inc- increase that relationship rather than turn to an antidepressant or are those two different conversations?
1: No, this, it's the same conversation, but actually with serotonin, um, SSRIs, it's a selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor. So it's actually blocking the serotonin from being uh, taken in. And so this actually causes a lot more stress. So you see a lot of people in my world getting SSRIs for their IBS and things of that nature. And it's like, that doesn't necessarily necessarily help because serotonin in and of itself is a stress hormone. So it's actually stressing out the body more and it's not taking in these, what your body needs to be making in and of itself. So when you're taking it for your mental health, we don't shame the game right? Like, people, we got to take medications and we got to take medications and we really got to stop demonizing and making people feel bad for st- holding on to their like safety blanket. That's cool. The problem is when we use that first, right? So, what we have to be looking at is nowadays, most things like anxiety and depression are set off because of what we're eating, our environment, trauma, life. Like, look at the situations we were in the last year. Like, no, duh, yeah. we're anxious and depressed. Like, who, who knows what's happening, you know? So, we have to well, look at that have- stuff. Well, for women, 41. 1% Oh it, anxiety went up to hmm. 200% in the last year 200 anxiety last
0: year And I am not, you know, I've done depression with the best of them, right? Like I can do, like I was a piano major. It's like that, you know, I can write these like dark things and like connect with the sadness and all this stuff. So I can do depression, but I had not experienced anxiety. I'm obviously an extrovert. So a lot of my coping strategies were social, right? Healthy social, like I have great friends, great relationships, great connections. And so I think I had been, I had that at bay. And then when that set in, Man, it was, I mean, all my healthy coping strategies were gone. A Zoom call is not the same thing. <laughs> My exactly, and then I was like, oh, you know, and I I can't, and I had a pretty good life, a very good life going into the um pandemic, you know, I had already had a lot of things sorted out by then, so um yeah, two hundred percent, I'm not surprised at all.
1: Yeah, exactly, and the thing is, like, we need to one speak about. It. That's why I keep saying whenever I do interviews, I'm like, it's just a silent pandemic that's coming, and now also we're seeing at the same time all these health issues arise because we're slowing down. We're letting this messenger come up and we're like, Oh, that symptom of like being bloated all the time. That's actually really annoying. Like now Mm -hmm. that I'm not like drowning it out or running to my next meeting and fasting and forgetting, Mm -hmm. and I'm actually eating and seeing how my body reacts to that food. It's like, Oh no, like I have more problems than I thought I did because now I don't have something to escape from it. And it's like, it's not a bad thing though. Like we got to stop shaming these things because at the end of the day, food sensitivities, bloating, any of that kind of stuff, symptom, anxiety, depression, symptom, they are not the root cause. And we got to Stop treating them like such and demonizing them because at the end of the day, they're just messengers. And when we can actually answer them and be like, Oh, like, what do you need? What can I give you today? Do you need more protein? Do you need more like vitamin A, vitamin K, like different types of like m- m- macronutrient or micronutrients, then you're able to actually break free from these whole, like, I'm broken. I'm a burden. I don't know what's going on in my life. It's like, no, you're not like, it's, it's just something your body's trying to tell you. Well,
0: our relationship with light is different than it has been in years past, right? Because, uh, um, Um, So that does things to our brain. And then our food is less nutrient rich and we have more processed food available to us that's easy to get to. So that even those three things, not to mention, you know, technology, blue gamma, the stress of you know modern day stress compared to um, past stressors, right? Uh, I, I read a great thing on bullying uh, for teens. And it said when um, 30 years ago, when people were bullied, they went to school and then they went home. And so there was some like safety when they went home and shut the door. But now with social media bullying or cyber bullying, they bring the bullying into their bedroom with them. So there's no place to escape from. Uh, and that's one example that you know, we're bringing our work in our beds with us. We're, you know, that, that, that was bizarre 30 years ago. That would never, you would never have done that. And now it's
1: normal. A hundred percent. It's a thing where we're now just hyper extending ourselves and then wondering why our body is like, please stop doing that. Like it's <laughs> like, and like, this is what I see in my world all the time where it's easier for us to point the finger at food, right? Like it's it is, as annoying as it is to be on a low FODMAP diet or cut out gluten, dairy, soy, sugar, whatever. It's easier than looking in the mirror and taking responsibility. So we love to go, ooh, it's food that's the issue when really it's probably a lifestyle factor. That's why like in my company, it's always a triangle. And we start with mindset and then we do lifestyle and then we do nutrition, which a lot of people don't like at first because they're like, I'm just tell me what to eat and how to eat and what to do and all this. And I'm like, that's not how it works. Because IBS is a gut-brain dysregulation, which means I can take away all the food from you, but that's really not going to do anything that's going to stress you out more, especially when we're high-strung individuals or women that are either taking care of kids, plus running businesses, plus running around, plus doing this, plus taking care of a house. It's like, let's start there first before I uh, put you on a gluten-free, lectin-free diet. Like that doesn't make sense. But a lot of us, we love to do the food thing first because it's harder but easier than taking responsibility. So what
0: are some ways, first steps, you know, some takeaways from today that we can start taking responsibility
1: for um, our anxiety, gut health? How how do we kick into healthy? Yeah. So the first thing I do with clients is I walk my clients through like this method called the free method, F-R-E-E. The first thing is foundations. So you need to know when are you eating? How often are you eating? What are you eating? What does that look like to you? And how do you feel about it? When do your symptoms come up? Because if you go to your doctor, if you go to me, if you go to some type of specialist and you're like, I don't really know what's going on. You're like, well, I can't fix that necessarily for you. Like you got to come with, do the work for yourself a little bit to get your baseline of like, when do your symptoms arise? I don't know that only, you know, that, and you'll start to track and see like, Oh, this happens when I eat that. Or like, I wake up really frantic and like, I'm not eating breakfast, but when I add in breakfast, I actually feel a little bit better. And you're, you're able to become your own advocate in your own health, right? If you slow down and I only have my clients do this for a week, like you should do it in your business. You should do it in your life. Just track what you do for a week once at a time, you know? And so when you can start to track, like, when do you eat? How often do you eat? What are you eating? what it, what do you What is it like when you're eating? Do you eat on the go? Are you eating in the car? Are you like grazing on your kid's food? Like, what does that actually look like? And then you're like, oh, right. Like that, that's not like, if I think of the healthiest person I know, that's not ideal. And then you can start to make micro moves from there. And then if your symptoms are still extreme and you really don't know what's going on, you at least can go to your doctor or your specialist and you have that bring right as opposed to being like hello here you go fix me and your doctor being like i don't know here's a little map, and then you feel discouraged because that didn't feel helpful it's like of course that's what they gave you they don't know your life they don't know what's going on but if you come with your books in hand being like hello here you go they're gonna be like oh okay now i can give you a more proper diagnosis and guidance on where to go next
0: so creating your own health map mental map um and coming and showing your doctor the map where the um the the barriers and the the yellow lights and the red lights are Does
1: exactly exactly because. It- <laughs> The biggest thing for me that I see in my world is either we're not eating enough or we're eating too frequently. We're so focused on calories that we're not actually paying attention to the fact that we're on average, a person eats 16 times a day. It counts when you're like eating the scraps of your kid's food. That counts. It's still revving up your digestion. Even though you're under your quote unquote calories for the day, you're still not giving your digestion a break. You're putting things into your body. So you've got to give it the three to four hours in between. But because we're like, oh, we walk in the kitchen, we have like one pretzel here. We like walk in, we do this. It's like, well, yeah, you never gave your digestion a break. So you're not paying attention to that. We're kind of just mindlessly doing this stuff, but we're keeping it under our calories. And it's like, okay, give yourself a three to four hour window. Make sure you're eating those like five to six meals, snacks and meals a day. But you're giving yourself a break between that. And you can notice that when you're actually tracking for a week.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's great. (laughs) Um, what, what do you suggest as far as mindset? You talked about mindset being your foundation. So we, we've talked about food a bit and paying attention to that. What about mindset?
1: Yeah. So mindset comes from understanding one, you're not broken. Like these are signals from your body and the quicker, the hardest thing is, is a lot of us, we want to silence things that are uncomfortable, right? Like we want to take a supplement. We want to run away from it. The hardest thing in my world is people will come to me and they'll go, okay, so I have this symptom and I've been doing gluten-free and I've been doing dairy-free and I've done the FODMAPs and I have this whole like IGE test, my food sensitivity test. I must be doing something wrong. I better be more strict. And it's like, no, like, and I did it too. Like, don't get me wrong. I did that too for years. It was like, oh, let me be more strict on it and blaming myself when it's like, blame the method that's not working. It's not you being more strict. It's not you cutting out more foods or you going on this thing. It's sitting there and realizing IBS isn't a food thing. So cutting out more food isn't going to get you there. And you're not the problem. It's it's just we're not slowing down enough to see where the signals are coming from. And like IBS is actually a treat. It's something that brings you back to yourself where you're going to be so in tune with what's going on with your body, where a lot of us don't get that. We don't get this hyper-awareness of what a food makes us feel and this slowing down and this testing and this all this kind of stuff because we're on diets for weight loss. It's not the same thing as a diet because your body is in pain and you're trying to figure that out. So it's like, actually you have this gift to bring it back to yourself. And when we can work on that again, that comes from the journaling that comes from understanding. It gives us our power back. It understands you're not broken. Like, nothing is wrong. I know it hurts. I know it's a burden. I know it's these things, but when we start to take the right steps, you can heal yourself. And that's where it comes from. is like that belief that you can actually heal and you're not stuck with it. I
0: love that. Well, Any last tips on healing our gut brain health uh, things that uh, we need to know that we don't
1: yeah. I mean, things that I covered, right, is just like sticking to a nutrition routine. Like, we love routines. Like, we love a morning routine and a night routine and all this kind of stuff. And we forget about our nutrition routine. Like, find something that works and stop skipping breakfast. Like, please stop doing this fasting thing. I don't understand why it's a thing anymore. Like, the studies that it's done on are like rats, men, and postmenopausal women. And it's like, if you're none of those, don't do that, please. Like, we need to eat. And especially if you're already anxious and struggling with like gut issues or hormonal issues, You don't need to be putting more stress on your body. Like that stuff works for a healthy, very healthy individual in their prime, like all that kind of stuff. But if you're already struggling, your body's already asking for help. So we got to like slow it down and be like, okay, I'm here to help you. Let me, let me feed you. And trust that you can heal when I give you the right foods.
0: Thank you, Laura. Why don't you tell people where they can find more out about
1: you? Yeah, come hang out on Instagram. Um, My name is Laura Martin underscore H2H, or you can just go to slash Instagram. It'll take you there. And that's, you'll probably get a nice little message from me being like, hi, and like a little voice note. And then everything in there, whatever masterclass is going on or course or whatever, will just be linked up Mm -hmm. in the bio there. So you'll get to know what's up to date
0: awesome. We'll check her out at Healing to Happy. And thank you for helping us on our journey to becoming toxic person proof. Hello, wonderful. This is Sarah and I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. I know that there was something that you can take away to help you get past the past, get real about the present or get serious about your future. And if I did my job, then hopefully it will help you with all three. If you are not in my Facebook group,